0: Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, I'm Jonathan Alexander, and you're listening to HBCU Voice. We've been working on a show recapping all your favorite games from the Bayou Classic to North Carolina a taking on Richmond and others. We asked how did Richmond stop Tyreek Cohen? Who will Howard hire for his next football coach? And which player does Grambling's Devontae Kincaid remind us of? We're going to upload that episode for you Thursday but today, you will hear from North Carolina Central head coach Lavelle Moton on his relationship with the late Deborah Saunders White, NCCU's chancellor. Saunders White died after a year-long battle with kidney cancer. Saunders White was a huge supporter of athletics. She was often seen cheering wildly on the sidelines and stands, and giving referees earfuls when calls didn't go NCCU's way. North Carolina Central upset Missouri on Monday, two days after Deborah Saunders White died. And during the post-game press conference, Moten was overcome with emotion while speaking about Saunders White. Tuesday, I interviewed him about that. Did you go into this game uh, thinking about the, with the chancellor on your mind? Uh, All week. All week. Yeah. We actually got the
1: news, Uh, the Northern Kentucky game, Mm -hmm. before the Northern Kentucky game.
0: Okay. Was that like minutes before or hours before that game? No,
1: It was um right after shoot around. Mm-hmm. Early in the morning after shoot around.
0: Who gave you the call? Uh Ingrid. A D. Yeah. And
1: what
0: what did she say? What exactly did she say?
1: uh director of basketball operations, Dan Tharke, came and he had his phone and he handed me his phone and said, Ingrid's on the phone and she want to speak to me. So, you know, instantly a pig goes into your stomach because your AD don't call you right after a shoot around. And, you know, I, I know Ingrid really well and I've spoken with her nine million times and You know that the Chancellor passed this morning, and um, before you he heard it anywhere else, I knew just how close you guys were.
0: I just wanted to be the one to call you. Mm-hmm. That's how she told me. And what was immediately going on through your mind at that point?
1: and in the back of your mind you know chance for a strong individual so she would always say you know don't get in your feelings be strong handle the job at, at, at hand and she would always say that and you know i heard her in the back of my mind just saying be strong don't don't cry for me don't share no kids just go out and win this game like
0: that's exactly what she would say, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I know y'all were close, and she was there for you uh, during 2014 when y'all made the NCAA tournament, and, you know, your son had had his injury. What does she mean to you? You
1: know, for me, man, um, you know, everything. Um, I've, I've never been the guy that, like, I've never been to a family reunion in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, None of us, that's hard for people to fathom. So, you know, I never really had close family. And it's just a harsh reality that I've lived. And for me to be close to her, she wasn't even a chancellor anymore. I used to call her my aunt. And she was family. And her kids were family to me. And her brother was family to me, and it was, you know, we were all close. And, you know, it's it's just really difficult to have all that taken away, you know, because she was more than a chancellor. She was, you know, when when my son had this incident, you know, um, in 2014, right after we won the MIAC tournament, um, it was a day before we were scheduled to go to San Antonio, and I, I told her I'm not going. And she said, if you don't want to go, that's fine with me. You stay and you deal with your family. She said, you got my support. And I went back in the hospital. She left a long prayer on my voicemail. Hmm. And I'll never forget that moment in my life. And eventually I ended up going. And I don't remember much about that game, Um, but she sat on the plane with me for a while, and she grabbed my hand, and she's like, you're a man, that you're a child of God, and you're a man of faith, and she said, um, you, you can't worry, you can pray, but you can't worry, but you, you, she said, pray or worry, but you can't do both, and she said, you're a man of faith, and everything is going to be all right, and I assure you that, and just, you know, I was, that was a dark, dark time for me, um. that was a dark time and I didn't even come out of my room and she she took me out to eat along with the uh, other coaches that night and we had like a big steak dinner and all that and she just did everything that I knew what she was doing she was really just trying to cheer me up but um you know you never it's one thing to have a boss but it's another thing to have a boss that directly connects with who you are as a person and you consider that
0: yeah how did the um guys take it and did you tell them before that northern Kentucky game or after
1: well, it's the power with social media so honestly i didn't even have to tell them um um you know because shoot around was probably like ten thirty in the morning we played at 7 that night mm-hmm. so by the time they got back they I heard um and I was shutting it down by that time because my phone was blowing up and, you know, people wanting to talk and the text messages, "Are like, you okay, blues and blah. And I, I just kind of shut it down. Yeah. So by the time we got back to the gym, that was pretty much, I didn't have a pre-game speech. I just told them, you know, we're going to go win this game for her and we're going to honor her. And, and she was a fighter and she was a strong supporter of this program. And we're just going to win this game for her by whatever means necessary.
0: What, what made her so lovable?
1: Um, you can trust her. Um, I think in any relationship, whether it's romantically, platonically, business, um, whatever form of any relationship, once you trust someone, that, that relationship can't do anything but grow and evolve and descend to the highest level because with trust comes respect. She had a unique style about her leadership that I really catered to. I really gravitated to because I'm attracted to the truth. (laughs) Mm. I'd rather you tell me the truth and hold me accountable so I know where I stand with you as opposed to me leaving you and I'm uncertain. Leadership style was very, very similar to mine, and she was always truthful and she was always upfront about her expectations um, from you as a coach, from you, from everyone that worked under her at that university because she said it a million times it's about those kids, it's about every student on our campus, and anyone that's not on our campus for the greater good of those students, they have to go. And I always appreciated that. So every time I saw her, she was completely open and honest and direct. And, you know, I, I gravitated to that. So if you love someone that's really honest, that you can trust who heart is pure. They're not going to lie to
0: you. Every time I saw her, she was in the stands somewhere on the football field and, you know, watching basketball <laughs> game. How would you describe yeah. her uh, enthusiasm about athletics, in basketball in particular?
1: Man, she was, um. it's it, it just that, man. Like, it was, she always told me, she said, Coach, I don't understand all the sports, but I love football and basketball. And every basketball game, I would come out and I would look in the stands and I always acknowledge my wife and my kids, and then I'd look over at her and Wave and give a wink and blow a kiss and give the eagle sign and you know she was she was ready to cheer and anytime I glanced up there she went from a seated position to on near the rail leading the crowd in cheers and sometimes she would come behind the bench and you know afterwards she would come in the locker room but you know it's really her energy was infectious and it was authentic and you know, it really inspired our guys and it helps our guys to know that the leader of your university is all in with you. Has ten toes in. And not just over, not not just during the flaky times or the fair weather times. When Luther jaws, she was right there. And she let her fellows be known. Uh, you know, here's a, here's a woman who let the um, officials the head of officials know that she didn't approve of some of those calls. (laughs) Um, That she thought we were getting the short end of the stick. And I agreed wholeheartedly. (laughs) So that's how passionate she was about it. And she wrote a letter to him describing and and she pinpointed the call. So it just wasn't no generic message out there saying, look, I think y'all No, it was like, Look at this game. Go to the 12
0: minute mark. You tell me what kind of call this is. Damn. I mean, she was on that. <laughs> and like I said, she held everyone accountable that was around her. So I
1: not love that about it. Yeah. And finally, let me ask you would this season be, the rest of the season, be played for her? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's only right. You know, I don't want to. Um, I want, to, I want to honor her in a manner in which she's supposed to be honored. Now, that's not assuring we're going to win every game or every championship and so on and so forth, but it's assuring you that we're going to go out there and fight every night because that's what she's going about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, coach, I appreciate it. I'm- and that was North Carolina Central basketball coach Lavelle Moton. Again, thank you for listening. Tomorrow, we'll have our weekly episode of HBCU Voice, and I'll be joined by Trent Little, Aaron Saunders, and Rome Brown. Until next time.